You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. Right, with prices at the supermarket rising, my next guest might just have the answer to cut your cost of living. For the last 25 years, Leah Evans and her family have lived off homegrown food all year round. Passionate about gardening and food security, she's also a volunteer teaching food growing in schools and has a background in health science. She's known on social media as Mrs Evans Garden and now has a new book, it's called Hands in the Dirt, Grow Your Own Kai with Mrs Evans. Leah Evans joins me now from Rotorua. Hi, Leah. Hi, Francesca. How are you? So good. Uh, I started just before the the the, um, the news, I said, look, the one thing I know about gardening is that you're constantly learning about gardening. And I have, and while I'm not a hugely experienced gardener, I've already learned so much from your book. Thank you so much. Oh, that is exactly what I had hoped for, you know, just to instill a bit of confidence in people to give it a a go. And I had an awful lot of problem with my transplanting this year, and I think you've sorted that out. But then there's also little facts like, did you know that carrots originated in Afghanistan around 900 AD? No, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I'm glad you picked up on all those little uh, bits and pieces that I've injected in there. I just think they make for great reading, you know. How did your journey to growing your own food start? Well, when we were growing up, uh, we always had, mum always had a vegetable garden and so did my grandmother and my aunties. And it was always the woman actually uh, in my that I grew up with that had vegetable growing as their responsibility. And mum's garden certainly contributed um you know, a great deal to the family dinner table. We were always with leafy greens, uh, especially uh, during winter, which was great even in our climate. You know, you can grow silver beet easy as. So, um, yeah, that's probably where the interest came from. And I think being the eldest child, uh, I was always, you know, tasked with, you know, going and doing things for mum. And um, that's really where it started. Do you think we've lost the basics when it comes to gardening and growing our own food? I think over the last two generations, there has been a reliance on convenience, Francesca. And I think that that has perhaps contributed to um, a disinterest, if you like, or maybe we just take it for granted that we don't, that we're always going to be able to buy things from the supermarket. And that's perhaps, I think, how it's happened. Um, Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I was lucky because I was shown. So I suppose if I wasn't, then things could be different for me. Tell us about how your family eat. What percentage of your food is homegrown? Oh, quite a bit because I do all my own beef as well and um, and we fish. So we uh, most of the meat that we would eat would be either caught. Um, I also will um, shoot a rabbit or um, we have venison as well, wild venison. So... A lot of it is, is you know, yeah, it's in all the vegetables, pretty much all the vegetables. I have had to buy two bags of potatoes, though. Goodness <laughs> me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, um, no, a, a high percentage, yeah. Do you have a rough idea of the cost benefit of growing your own? For us, because um, we are a family of, uh, I have two uh, teenage sons and my eldest son's partner lives with us as well. So there's five adults and we consume a lot of 
fresh vegetables. Uh, I mean, it would be hundreds of dollars, Francesca, a month, I mean, um, that we would be saving, yeah. So, Leah, do you need to have a large garden like yours, beautiful large garden, to save you money? No. No, you don't. Um, At the moment, at the school that I volunteer at, I'm teaching the kids how to grow food in used plastic bottles, for example, and we are attaching those to a growing frame that sits above a small two by one and a half metre squared bed. Um, And that's not very big, obviously, but it allows us to expand that growing space quite significantly. And there's heaps of stuff that you can grow uh, that is shallow rooted. So, for instance, your um, like cut and come away again, lettuces, even spring onions, things like that. It, anything that is a shallow rooted vegetable, you could grow in that manner. Uh, I mean, I started off with two hanging baskets with cherry tomatoes in them. So, um, yeah, I know. I think that there is. That's where I started. I the the place that we're at now is is considerably different to that. Uh, but there's so much food that you can grow on a patio, for instance. It's just about being clever. And and that's the thing. Your book kind of caters to everybody, whether you've got a beautiful big, you know, veggie garden like you do, or you, as you say, you've just got a small area and you want to get some pots going. What what should if you if you are sort of starting out, what should you plant? Because I always like the idea of planting certain veggies, but then I kind of don't really know what I want to do with them. I can remember one year I I planted pumpkins, and then I was so proud of these really amazing pumpkins, Leah. And then I looked at them and went, I don't really like pumpkin. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, oh, now I've got to do something with them. Oh, and they're so hard to cut. And I, I was just, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you're not the only one. I, I Thank had you. Somebody, yeah, I had somebody say to me that their parents grew kale. I was just telling somebody else about this. They grew kale because everybody else was growing kale. And they thought that they better, you know, because it was kind of trendy. And I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> you know, I don't like kale, so I'm not going to grow it, you know. Um, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is there are probably things which you get a lot of use out of, whether it's those yeah. cut and grow lettuces. Like like for me in summer, if I've got some cucumbers, some lettuce, tomatoes and some spring onions, I, I know I can always throw a, a sandwich or a salad together and I'll use it and it's it, it's cost effective. Exactly. And that's exactly where you start. You start with what you eat. Never mind about what everybody else is doing. You have a look at what you buy and then you go, well, can I grow that here? And the answer is probably yes. I mean, there's no reason why you can't grow little Lebanese cucumbers in a trailing form like I explained with the hanging baskets. Um, As long as you feed and water that plant, it will reward you. Your garden looks amazing. The photos are beautiful in the book. How much time do you spend in it? Mm, Good question. (laughs) Um, I spend, over the whole property, including the cottage gardens, I probably spend about mm, 20 hours a week, um, just in short bursts, though. And it it varies depending on the seasons as well. Um, And actually, a lot of people would probably think that winter would be downtime but for me that's all about getting the soil ready for spring planting um so between like september and may next year i'm going to be asking a lot of that soil and so i need to get prepping it and that's exactly what i've been doing it isn't just about 
the cost and what the you know the, the money that you can save at the supermarket. Growing your own food, it's good for your well-being too, isn't it, Leah? Just being out in a garden. Oh, I think so, yes. And I think the feedback that I get from the um, people that I'm connected to on Instagram is a lot of people who find that space just being outside, breathing in that fresh air. And because you're busy mentally with the task at hand, you know, some of that stress or build up from the week, you're not really thinking about it because you're doing something else. You're, You're concentrating on something else. And I mean, even just tottering around in the garden, I find is really good for me. So I can't imagine why it wouldn't be good for anybody else. And I know that the kids that I work with, they love it. They absolutely love it. Something that's a bit different about the book and which I really enjoyed is um, once you sort of through some of the basic information at the front, each chapter is dedicated to uh, a different vegetable or, or herb and things. And then you give us some recipes as to what to do with it, which I thought was a, a wonderful way of putting a book together. Yeah, well, I think that was one of the things I picked up on, actually, from my Instagram followers was that they'll grow a bunch of vegetables and they're cooking them in the same way all the time and they don't quite maybe have that uh, creativity or um, maybe they just haven't thought about how they could use the, the things that they grow differently. And I wanted to make it easy for people. So Hands in the Dirt is is you know, showing people how to grow, but also how to eat those things maybe in different ways. And um, yeah, I thank you for that because I actually wanted, I wanted people to pick up on that too. And you've added some very entertaining photographs, like you using, uh, is it a, a cucumber or a marrow or a courgette as a telephone? So there's some lovely yeah. humour in here too, Leah. Hey, look, yeah. thank, thank you so much for your time this morning. And thank you so much uh, for the book as well. Hands in the Dirt is in stores now. You can also find Leah on Instagram. Just search for Mrs. Evans Garden. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.